Our gospel today is a continuation from last week's gospel, where Jesus proclaims that he is the Messiah. He is the fulfillment of the prophecies, the prophets of the Old Testament, fulfilling Elijah and Elisha, the prophets, and saying that in him, in Jesus Christ, the year of Jubilee, the time of celebration, and the time of joy has come And in Nazareth, the first place he proclaims this, it is um, fulfilled in their hearing. And yet they ask a question. Isn't this the son of Joseph? There is the doubt in their hearts. The people of Nazareth, a small town, um, maybe about 300 people, about the size of everyone here today. About 300 people, all related to one degree or another could trace their descendants back to David and being of the line and royal line of David. They knew where each other lived. They knew when each other were born. They lived together. They worked together. They traveled together. They babysat Jesus. They played with him and the other families in town. They ran around town together. They traveled to the temple to worship They shared life together. They knew where Jesus was born, where Joseph and Mary lived in the poor part in that part of town. And the elders were the ones who taught Jesus. They they were the ones that taught in the synagogue and uh, taught him everything they knew, everything that he knew. So they thought. And so when our Lord comes to proclaim that he is the anointed one, the Messiah, the fulfillment and the one there, all the Jews and all of Israel have been awaiting. They were caught up in the familiarity. They were unable to see their, their hearts were closed. Their eyes were shut. They were not able to perceive with their hearts that Jesus was the one who was fulfilling um, the old Testament. It was God himself. And they ask, isn't this the son of Joseph? Yes, it is. But it is also something much more. He is the son of Joseph, but he is also the son of God. And the people of Nazareth, as we heard at the end of the gospel, went to throw Jesus off the hill headlong. They wished him dead. But it didn't have to end in such a radical way. Jesus did pass through their midst. It wasn't his hour. It wasn't his time for death. But I wonder, I wonder if there was a family in Nazareth, or maybe just one person, who was open and was able to perceive that Jesus was the Christ. That Jesus uh, truly is the fulfillment. That That their hearts were open to the, um, the words of Christ, to his witness, and the joy that that would bring. Sometimes in our life, uh, we can become uh, very familiar with the routines and uh, the places and the ways we drive, the places we sit. Uh, each of you has your pew at Mass, and I've started to get to know where you sit. I have my seat right up here. It's very routine for me as well. 
and this is a good thing. It's, it's human. We have our routines. But just an encouragement for all of us. In those times uh, we come to Mass, we know when to sit. We know when to stand. We know the responses. We know how uh, and when to kneel. We know that Jesus becomes present on the altar in the Eucharist and that we receive him with joy. But sometimes we are just in the habits. We're going through the motions. And yet today we are, um, we are encouraged by our gospel to re-enter into the mysteries of our faith. The mysteries of our faith are, uh, it's not like a Sherlock Holmes mystery where we have to figure it out. It's a mystery in the sense that there are depths that are unfathomable, that they are um, mystery is we can always learn something more. As we hear the word of God proclaimed to us, as we hear the homily, as we hear the prayers of the mass, to re-engage, to enter in again to the mysteries of our faith, because God is present. He is speaking to you individually, speaking to your hearts, the words you need to hear, both um, in the homily, in the gospel, in the prayers of the Mass. All of this is for us to grow in our relationship with God. And so to not become too familiar and to say with envy, is this not the son of Joseph? It is the son of Joseph. It is also the son of God who comes to us. We hear in our first reading that we are beloved of God. We are known in the womb before, um, we were known before we were created in the womb. God has a plan for us. We know that, we've heard that. But do we believe it in our hearts that God truly has a plan for our lives, that he wants to do something good with us and working in us, not despite us? And then the, uh, our very familiar reading in our second reading from Corinthians, talking about love. What is love? Love is self-gift, giving of ourselves to those that we care about so that they may uh, encounter Christ in us. It's not pompous. It is not uh, proud. Love gives. And we see the example of that love with our Lord on the crucifix giving himself so that we may have life. And so an encouragement for all of us today, the things that we are familiar with, we must engage with more effort to find the mystery and the depth and how God is speaking to us today in this place. Not to just stay in our comfort zones, but to enter boldly and to renew our faith and enter boldly again into our life of, in Jesus Christ. And so uh, we, we enter and uh, we have this gift today to enter into the treasures of our faith.